Big South Championship Week. Welcome to Inside the Nest, where we get set for a winner-take-all for the Big South title this Saturday, 1 o'clock, 5th Third Bank Stadium. Usual crew here, Barkley Miller, Brandon Sutton, Jordan Griffith, and me, your host, Nolan Alexander. We'll look back on another comeback win for Kennesaw State over North Alabama and preview the undefeated teams, both 16-0 in the Big South, Kennesaw State and Monk. It's all coming up here on Inside the Nest. All right, guys, look, we've had this game circled for a while, and we know what coaches and players say. They take it one game at a time, which is exactly what you need to do, or you will trip up. However, from where we stand, we have had this game circled. We've been looking forward to this matchup, and it's finally here. First things first, though, what does it say about this team that everything that has transpired over the past year to be in this position— Having won every single game since the September 11th loss against Georgia Tech, undefeated the Big South, and now a chance to play for the trophy at home. Well, Nolan, first things first, I think that just states how much grind and grit this team has, man. Like, these guys, after the, after the game against Tech, there were a lot of sad faces, heads hanging down. But after that game, I have not seen that same team here on the field. We may have seen that team show up in spurts and small places here and there. But it's been a completely different team since then. These guys have just been doing their all to get better and better each week. And we've just been seeing better and better play from, from these guys and this team. And going forward into this week, we know we, we have a one-game-at-a-time mentality. But this is what all these guys have been thinking about since camp started. Like, playing for a Big South title, the fact that we're playing against Monmouth just takes it to another light year of needing to be ready and just a level of intensity that these guys are going to have to bring. Because in the past couple of years, we haven't had a great games against these guys, but this is a new year. This is a new opportunity. And this is a new team that we've been seeing that's continuing to grow and grow and grow. And it's time for them to put it all together this Saturday. Yeah. To me, uh, it means that they got the job done. You know, this is what really, if we want to be honest with ourselves, was expected of them. It was expected for them to be undefeated in big South play going into this last weekend against Monmouth for the conference championship. So they definitely lived up to expectations, but I will say this, the road getting there has been very different, but a lot of people would take that in a negative way, especially with how they've gotten the wins so far this year, some of the wins. But to me, like you said, that that more shows me that this is a battle tested team, unlike in the spring where they really just kind of walked away with wins every week. There wasn't anybody that really stood up to them in competition. The Charleston Southern game was a little bit closer in the spring, but even then they never once had to come from behind and just win it at the last second and find out a way to get it done. So that's why they remind me more of a big South championship caliber team than they did last spring or even the year before whenever they lost to Monmouth. It's almost like the kids then they didn't have that, win it at all costs mentality they were just kind of used to winning and knew how to win whenever they were up but whenever they weren't they struggled with it so I think that's going to lend them really well going into this weekend against Monmouth and uh, I don't know about you I think everybody is excited to watch this one play out yeah I mean you guys pretty much said it all this goes back two years now and Kennesaw State has not been able to get the better of the Hawks for a long time and I think especially the spring because Kennesaw State, talking all the way back in the spring before the season started back then, 
the objective was let's go play for two national titles and we'll be the first team to ever be able to do that. Well, that wasn't really going to happen with Monmouth at the very last game. Derailed pretty much the entire spring because the margin of error was so small back then. We only had a few. You had, I would say they played eight games last in the spring, if, I, if I'm correct with that number. And now you five. have a chance to do it. Just five. Just five. Wow. I wasn't even close, but just five, just five games back then. But now you have the chance to go back and right that wrong. And once again, like you guys said, they've been taking it one week at a time, like they say. But once again, in the back of your mind, it's been back there the entire year. Say, let's get undefeated. Let's get to the end of the season so that we can cross that bridge again and so that we can get that one back. Very excited for this one. It's kind of funny to think back just five games in the spring. And I know there was a buy in there and then a game against Gardner-Webb that got canceled. So like a seven, eight week-ish season that in some ways seemed to crawl along and take forever. And yet here we are back to our typical 11 game season that in the blink of an eye, here we are at the end of the regular season. It, it, it's funny what happens when your your body gets back in rhythm, right? So for these guys, just going, just coming into this week, trying to get back into the rhythm of things, especially with a big South title on the line is going to be really hard because one, you're, you're so excited. Just, just thinking about that, just, Hey, this weekend we could do it. We, we can get the, the next ring because it, it's been a, it's been a long while since these guys have seen some jewelry in that locker room. And I know all of them are going to be really excited thinking about that. But before we can think about that, we have a really good and, re- and a really powerful uh, Monmouth team coming into the bank on Saturday. So from for Coach Chestnut and Coach V, I, these guys, we haven't been able to come with the best game plans going into it. So I feel like this year they're going to just try to flip things over. It's like, hey, we've tried to just prep things like we used to, like we usually have. Uh, going by these plays, doing this, what we think we're going to get. But we've already seen that Monmouth will come out and throw the sink at us on offense, come out on de- uh, from a defensive perspective, and just be able to just try to flip their wheel with these big, big guys that they have from the defensive side. So this year, I feel like it's going to be more of a scheme game and trying to just fix and hit on the things that we haven't been able to in the past few years. Barkley, you've made this comment to me before, and I'm curious for your and Brandon's thoughts on this. The Monmouth that Kennesaw State beat up in the first four times differs from the Monmouth of the last two years because of the guys that they have up front and, and how much that recruiting has changed and who they've built out up front. Do y'all feel like that's probably the biggest difference maker? Yeah, 100 uh, percent. Me and Brandon have talked about this before. They from our senior year to now, they've completely changed how they recruited. They went and got different guys. They went and got size and skill and they've gone into different areas. You go look at the roster. They definitely have a lot of not a ton of JUCO kids, but enough to fill in the gap. And then on top of that, they go outside of New Jersey. And I think a a big part of the quality of guys that they're recruiting goes into the money they put in the football program. I mean, you look at the new stadium they built. They have a new weight room. It, it, it helps with their recruiting process whenever they're up there competing with guys that could go different places like a Stony Brook or somewhere like that, you know. So I definitely think that that's helped out with them. And then they've also done a really good job of kind of what Brandon was saying, scheming against this option offense. They've, I don't want to say figured it out because there is no figuring out the option, but they, they've done a good job of finding out what they want to stop and how they want to counter the rest. So I agree with Brandon. It is going to be a, it's going to be a big scheme game this weekend, Saturday, and it's going to be exciting to watch. And going to your point, Nolan, you asked about the rhythm and your body being in shape and everything. But at this point of the season, 
everybody's playing hurt. Uh, I mean, not injured, but hurt. Your body's beat up. You're exhausted. You have to really emphasize getting your body ready for Saturday, getting prepped, making sure you're taking care of yourself, eating right, drinking enough water. So that's something that the coaches are going to be hitting on really hard this week, especially with a championship on the line. And you know this is on the guy's mind as well, not just that they have a championship on the line this Saturday, but playoff potential as well and what it could do to the playoff race. Well, we'll hear from offensive lineman Jake Laster later in the podcast, and he speaks on what he's done to be able to feel the best he's felt all season. He kind of goes against the trend, uh, which is somewhat common in how he views some other things in life. One thing I think is really important as far as taking care of your body and what you eat is the fact that uh, Jordan Griffith discovered Bucky's this weekend on the way back from North Alabama, and he, he loaded up with some good food, right? Yeah, so I, I got just a pork sandwich because Barkley keeps talking about the barbecue. The barbecue is so great there. And if you don't have good pork, then you don't have good barbecue. And that's it all starts with that. I ate the sandwich the next day because I was so full from the beef jerky that we also got from there. And also just, I mean, I was mesmerized by just the entire establishment. I mean, what is that place? Is it a gas station? Is it a, a supermarket? I don't know what it is, but I, I sure enjoy it. Um, and yeah, the, the the sandwich certainly certainly lived up to the expectations. I can tell you one thing. It's not a gas station. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the equivalent of a barbecue restaurant that you can go and buy all your clothes at, all your drinks at, and then they just so happen to sell gas as well. Oh, they have a full deli too. I'm sorry. I guess it's more like Walmart than anything. So there's a part of this weekend that we need an update on. So Barkley shows up to the game on Saturday wearing a run the darn ball hat and keeps it on for the entire game until the end when Kennesaw State mounts another one of its two minute drives for the second time this year. The hat goes flying. It ends up on Jordan's head. What What is the latest with this hat? Who has it right now, Barkley or Jordan? And will it be making a comeback on Saturday? Jordan doesn't have the hat. It's still in my possession. He gave it back to me for the uh, Van Rod home. But, yes, it will 100% be making a return on Saturday, but not on my head. JG's going to have to wear it uh, during the game because it didn't work so well on my head, but it worked really well on his head. And, and hey, it's a good-looking hat. Hey, as as soon as I put the hat on, we score the the go ahead winning touchdown. So yes, I, I think uh, it can stay at Barkley's house for a while. But I mean, that's my hat. I mean, that's totally my hat. Hot rod again. And and, and it was on uh it was on your head too. Whenever they got the game winning interception, so exactly got some good juju going on with it. I, exactly. JG, you so, now know you can't take that hat off until the end of the season, right? Like you, if you're in that stadium or near this team, you must have the hat on. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. And it's an immediate recognizer. I mean, I walk around with that hat on. Everyone on the team, everyone in the in the hotel that we we're going to be staying at is going to be is going to be on notice for sure. Yeah, okay. they're going to be like, "Hey, man, that's Barkley's hat." <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I'm just I'm just uh, surprised that no one's gotten just so much feedback from the hat. It's incredible. I, I can barely get any work done. Everyone's asking about the hat. <laughs> well, in the game, it was. Another time that Kennesaw State trailed by double digits. Second time this year, the Owls trailed by double digits. Second time this year, the Owls had a lead in the fourth quarter. Second time this year, they lost the lead in the fourth quarter. Second time this year, they amounted a comeback game-winning drive and held it defensively at the end. What does that say about the mentality of this team, Barkley and Brandon? Uh, I asked Coach this question during the press conference, trying to get at the fact that 
like this doesn't happen like in a practice week where you have the mentality that we're going to mount, we're, we're going to stay in the game, we're not going to lose our cool, we're going to be able to score and we need to. That's something that starts in the offseason, right? With, with Coach K and, and those morning workouts and the coaches' runs and carries over into fall camp, right? Oh, one, one million percent. That's exactly where it's built. Coach Karitsky is the backbone of that type of mindset. It's pushing through what you think you can do because you can only, whenever you think you're done, you still got about 20% plus left in the tank. And these guys are the embodiment of that on the football field. They've done a great job of it all year, honestly. The only game where you really didn't see it was Georgia Tech. But besides that, I mean, God, these kids have been down 14 zip against UNA and they didn't flinch. It's crazy how just confident they are. And that's what I'm what I mean whenever I'm going back to what I said in the last segment about that's how you know this is a championship caliber football team. Those are the teams that can get the wins, not the front runners. The guys that are just used to winning and getting it done because it's just been done before you and, and you're always up by 30 in every game. Those aren't the guys that win the championships. It's the guys that have the tough wins and figure it out, get it out the mud type, and it does. It all starts in the weight room and in the offseason with those early morning runs, and don't forget about the coaches' runs either. Those those will make some a man out of some boys. I, I think Barkley hit it hit it the most when he said the, the word front runners because that's something that we truly build on during the summer, especially with Coach K, because waking up at 5 a.m. when you don't have to be up till 11, uh, just doing eight sets of 12, doing all these little things that we do in there. It, it's not, it's, it's small things that yes, you're building strength. Yes, you're doing this, but it's the mental work that it also preps you for when your arms are getting tired, your legs are getting tired. And coach K says, Hey, we got five more. Who's going to drop. Who's going to fall. And just being able to see how these guys have been able to take those, those lessons that they learned on the field this summer in the weight room, uh, in, in the green room, all the, all over the place this summer and just be able to just, Hey, you were down 14 points, but you know what? Never too high, never too low. We have to stay cool and calm, get back in this ballgame. And that's what we've been able to see these guys do this season. They they don't get too far up if the game's going in their favor. They don't get too far down if it's not going in their favor. They're staying in it, and they're staying with what they've been coached to do. And that's what the best thing we want to see from a championship-caliber team, like Barkley was saying. That's what you want to see, guys that are always in the game no matter what. Kansas State defeated North Alabama 28-24 to to remain undefeated in Big South, 6-0 and on the season in conference play and nine and one overall the owls own the third longest win streak in the nation at eight games so there's sam houston state that leads the fcs a couple at nine games the owls there at eight games third longest in the nation well this weekend is military appreciation day and senior day so uh i want to divide up this question two questions here the first goes to Jordan, with it being Military Appreciation Day. Jordan comes from a military family, so I want to ask Jordan kind of what that means to him and if he's going to have a special guest for a Kennesaw State football game this Saturday, maybe that person's first. And the second part, with it being Senior Day for the two guys that have done this before, for Brandon and Barkley, uh, what's that like to go through as a player when you know, hey, we're going to have another shot at this. This isn't just the end of our season. This isn't our last game. But, you know, it's our last regular season home game at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. So between the two honorees, Military Appreciation and Senior Day, Jordan and then Brandon and Barkley. Yeah, you know, as soon as I saw the promotion, I had my dad in mind. My dad served in the Navy for eight years. Um, proud of his service. I uh, never would be man enough to do that. And uh, it's just it's good to see that that that's uh, that promotions coming for Kennesaw State and 
hopefully he's going to go to the game. He said he's been talking about going to the game all year, and uh, he finally finally saw the military appreciation as well as, you know, I'm telling him, hey, mom, it's going to be the, the team to play, especially here at home. Um, so hopefully he, he'll be at the game uh, on Saturday. But it, it, it's really awesome. You know, there, there's I think Coach Bo said it in the presser today. There's just not enough thank yous, not enough. Uh, thank you for your services. I have appreciation out there for for uh, our veterans. And uh, it's always good to get something in like this. Well, for me, uh, going off first off, JG, thank your dad for the service. Just going to let you know. But um, going on back to senior day for the for a lot of these guys, even though they know there's another game after this, uh, hopefully going into the playoffs. But that last game at fifth third for your regular season is it's really just a shocker. It's 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 a moment for everything to just come at you and let you know hey your four years or five years here is is coming to a close and it's just a moment for you to just one look at all the fans and all the people that are coming out to support your team and just have a moment for you just to truly reflect on just everything you've been able to do with your time here at Kennesaw and for me like when I had when I got to run out for uh, senior night in, uh, in 18 I just remember just seeing everything and just having the five years that I was able to spend a case you just flash in front of me like it was it was just a spectacular thing and then for these guys having to play a championship game with that in the back of their mind as well that's just another one of those monkeys that's going to be on their back this week so first things first kudos to all these seniors and congratulations but they have a lot to prep for going into this game and it's going to be a special moment for them with everything being with all the senior and uh, military appreciation day stuff going on yeah definitely a lot of emotions flying around saturday one, you're right, Brandon, being senior day, it is very uh, euphoric. You know, you think about all the things you did there. You know, it's your last home game in the bank, which is just tough, especially for the guys that, you know, really just enjoy being a part of the program. It, it's tough to say goodbye. It's closing a big chapter of your life. So that's going to be hard for some of these guys. And on top of that, military appreciation. Got to thank the vets like Jordan's dad. I mean, that's huge for them i'm glad that they've continued to do that and then on top of that you're playing for a big south championship i mean that's that's a lot going on that's a lot jam-packed into one saturday so gives the guys a lot to play for if, if they didn't already have enough but you we saw at una last week whenever it is senior day it just means more you know you want to win on senior day you want to you want your last regular season win or just game at the bank to be a win so it, they're going to come out there. I think they're going to have a little bit more fire about them, which is awesome, especially against this Monmouth team that's handed it to them the past two times. It, it, it's going to mean more, and it, it's going to be exciting to watch. I can't wait to see what the coaches have cooked up for this weekend and what the boys got because I know they're going to come with, come with a little attitude. KSU and Monmouth this Saturday, 1 o'clock, Military Appreciation Day and Senior Day for tickets and – Military appreciation info for all those active and former service members. We'd love to honor you at the game. Come on out, KSUowls.com, KSUowls.com slash tickets. It is the Next Star Ingles game of the week. So it's available on Next Star Affiliates. That's on KSUowls.com if you're in the Next Star footprint. And we'll have it here on the KSU Owls app. Everybody on this call will be on the call. Brandon55. Jump Street Sutton on the sidelines, Jordan Griffith, our host producer with the hat on, Barclay Miller, our analyst, and I'll have the play-by-play call. Up next, Jake Lasseter, offensive lineman, two-time Big South All-Conference honoree, joins us to get his thoughts on the matchup this season and much more. All coming up next on Inside the Nest. 
At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. Five thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. We have the pleasure of being joined now by Jake Lassiter, the left tackle for Kennesaw State football, as the Owls compete for the Big South Championship against Monmouth University with a 1 p.m. kickoff on Saturday. Jake, I want to start out with that. You're someone who decided to come back for the extra COVID year as, uh, I guess, maybe like a fifth-year player. I feel like with your college career, maybe it seems like longer than five years. We've been thankful to have you for three years here at Kennesaw State. Did losing to Monmouth last year in the championship game up in New Jersey have an impact on you wanting to come back and try to win it this year? Oh, oh for sure. I'd probably say that's probably the main reason um, why I came back. Um, you know, I came in, wasn't able to win in 19, wasn't able to win in, in the in the spring season in 20. Um, and, you know, I was... You know, I came here to I came here to win championships, and uh, you know, I really wanted to I really wanted another opportunity at this, um, and obviously, so I was like, you know what, let's do it. I want to go win I want to go win a championship. I want to go do some special things. So um, I know I could help out with with some things and help out in the leadership role, and I know the team needed it. So I was so I was definitely definitely willing to come back. Have there been little moments throughout the year, whether it was uh, a tough offseason lift or run, the doldrums of going through fall camp or the grind of having a lot of weeks of play after the bye week where thinking about winning a championship and trying to beat Monmouth maybe served as inspiration for you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, that's been, you know, our our goal is, I mean, we we have our we have our goals every year and one of our goals is win the big south championship and um i think obviously i mean we're not i'm not always constantly thinking about you know monmouth definitely they they beat the last two years but like our goal is to win a big south championship and you know all of our you know training and the the reason why we do the things we do is to win championships um you know you know, nobody really practices like us. Nobody really kind of trains like us. And we do that for a reason. Um, we were trying to be different from everybody else so that we are able to set us up and put us put ourselves in this position to be in this position, you know, in this week, nine and one going to play for a big South championship. So I definitely, it's definitely motivation um, throughout the year. You know, I, I've, I've definitely thought about it a lot um, over the course of the past, you know, how many months ago it was um, about playing these guys, but um, it's definitely, it's definitely motivation because, you know, I really want, really want to, really want to win this. So, and go out and go out the right way. We're speaking on Tuesday. So you've had one day of practice so far. How has the team viewed this week? Have you noticed any, any difference in the energy or the focus early on? I think there is a, a heightened uh, alertness of what's going on, but I think 
we won't know until you know really today today's today's is a big day um today's tough tuesday today's our biggest biggest practice and we just i really like we're just focused on today we're not going to chase you know wednesday we're not going to chase saturday we're just going to chase today and we're like so i think we're going to realize where we're at um really hopefully today and see everybody get after it everybody locked in because we obviously everybody knows what's going on everybody knows what what was happening on saturday um so hopefully we can come out today and just you know practice hard because where the difference in being the game is going to be in our preparation so um hopefully we'll have a have an excellent tough tuesday today well, you're someone who has prepared throughout the season. We have you down in our notes as playing the most snaps on the team with 741 snaps this year. And, and doing that in an offensive line, which compared to other positions in football, I'd say outside of quarterback and O-line, you have players that switch in every handful of plays. But if you're an offensive lineman or a quarterback, you're in for almost the entirety of the game. What all have you done for someone, again, who is older in the program, who has been through the grind of college seasons at three different stops, what have you done to help take care of yourself, to put yourself in a position for longevity throughout the year? Well, number one, I knew I had to gain weight this summer, and I knew I had to maintain weight this summer. Um, I think that is you know, paying dividends. Um, I gained about 10, 15 pounds this summer, and I've, I've maintained it throughout the year, which is a great positive because usually I'm a guy that – loses weight um during the season because you know the rigors of this of this season is it really causes me to lose weight but i've i've done a a good job at you know you know preparing food and being able to you know eat as many meals as i can so i can so i can have you know the enough energy and and enough weight throughout the season to really help me because those those bumps and bruises that you get throughout the year you know it's just bumps and bruises compared to, you know, something that's really uh, a real injury. Um, I've definitely had my bumps and bruises throughout the year. I mean, I am, I am one, I get called one of the old guys, but you know, I'm doing a, I'm doing a really well, a good job at trying to, you know, I go to treatment every single day. Um, I know, I, I mean, I, my coach basically says, Hey, at the beginning of the year, you got to live in the, tre- uh, in the treatment room, um, which, which I'm in there a lot. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like even this week, I'm I'm trying to do mobility stuff before I before I go out um, to practice before meetings, um, just stuff little stuff like this that that kind of just separates you know the difference of trying to maintain your body throughout the year. So I'm just doing these small little things really help maintain my body um, throughout the year because um, I know I knew this was going to be a long year and I knew how you know how old I am and what we go through. So I knew I had to I really had to prepare myself. Um, for this season so you know and and it's and it looks like it's paying off so have you found a go-to meal or snack that's helped you maintain that weight this year oh that's a good question um i don't know if i have a main go-to um i mean i eat a lot of chipotle um that that's a that's a that's a help it's got it's got a you know a lot of carbs a lot of protein and i I, what's your order there oh I'm a, I'm a, I kind of try to cheat the system and try to get as much food as I can with that. So when you go in, ask for rice and then you ask for extra rice. It's not extra. You just say, Hey, can I get some extra rice? And they'll put it in there. So it's not, it's extra. I get the side tortilla, which is like 25 cents. This is good. And then I get, uh, you know, black beans, 
peppers and onions, um, half chicken, half steak. So, and usually by doing that, you get two scoops of meat without having double meat. Um, then salsa, pico, corn, cheese, lettuce, and that's and that's the deal. See, this is this is why it takes a guy who's been in the program for three years and knows these little tricks. Oh yeah, to be able to get the extra. <laughs> you got to. Well, J- well, Jake, what's what's interesting following you on social media is today's Tuesday, and yep. I, I see you post something on Tuesdays. Tell our audience what do you post and uh, what kind of traction do you get? Uh, okay, so I uh, I post a. <laughs> It's funny. I post a, a tough Tuesday poll. Um, typically, it's a it's a song, two songs that compete against one another. Um, an artist. I usually haven't have an artist. It's actually how kind of weird how this started because it really just came up randomly. I actually used to do this in Coffeyville, my junior college. I used to go to our training room, and I don't know how it how it came up, but I used to write down on a note a poll. Of the day, and I used to do the same exact thing. I would put an artist, and I'd put two of their songs, and they would compete against each other, and people loved it. It's I think it started off we were having a we were having a debate on what what which is a better song by Natasha Bedingfield, Unwritten or Pocketful of Sunshine, and that's kind of how it started. Um, so I put it up to a poll, and then we just started doing it every week, and then it kind of just resurfaced this year. Um, so I just I just started doing it every Tuesday, and people. Yeah, I get a lot of comments like, "Oh my gosh, this is such a hard decision." So I just keep doing it, and uh, it, it's it's pretty funny. So they see the reactions of people and like what actually wins, because I actually am curious which song uh, people actually like. Has there been one this year that you've been shocked with the results at? Oh, um, I was shocked of how I did a High School Musical one. Um, and uh, I was like, shocked of how tight it was. It was, it was off by one vote. I mean, I, it was like literally just one vote, and there was like a hundred something people voting. I was like, "Wow, this is a." Uh, I guess the people like this one. So I guess that's what. I guess that's one. <laughs> so there, there, there has been some times I've noticed Nickelback in there. So it helps me to know the background of this. I, I don't know where your allegiances fall with Nickelback. But when I first saw it a few times, I thought, I guess Laster is just a big Nickelback fan. Good for him. Oh yeah, you know what? I'm a I'm a guy that's kind of uh, counterculture. You know, people just want to hate on Nickelback for some reason, and I, I don't I don't under, I don't understand it. So like I kind of I kind of backlash against that. I was like, I don't understand the hate. So it makes me like it even more. If that makes sense. <laughs> like, yes. Coach, like I I try to play it in the weight room sometimes I get a lot of backlash from coach K and the strength staff. Um, even though they do like Nickelback, they just, they know we don't play it in the weight room. Um, so it's just, I just, it's, it's funny to me. So I, I kind of just, I just, I love listening to it cause it's, I mean, it's good music. If you really listen to, I mean, it's not bad. Like I don't understand the hate. So I kind of just like it because it's so hated so much. So they make good music. So I, I think, I think that's just it. And then, I know uh, Bryson Armstrong used to be on our team. Um, when Bryson was here, I used to always say he looked like the lead singer in Nickelback. So that kind of <laughs> even grew the, grew the story. We're joined by all-conference offensive lineman Jake Lasters. Kenneth Sustake gets set for Monmouth for the Big South Championship. 
this Saturday. Well, Jake, bringing it back on the football field, last week against UNA, it was the second time that the offense has mounted a two-minute drive for the game-winning touchdown. And as an offensive lineman, what you do may be a little bit different than what's typical throughout the course of the game. Usually in those two-minute drills, there's more passing than there is running. Now, I think North Alabama may have been 50-50 on that two-minute march that we had. What kind of confidence and how do you approach that as an offensive lineman in a situation where it might be more obvious for the D lineman that Kennesaw State might pass and you might get a pass rush as opposed to throughout the course of a game where the D line isn't going to anticipate a pass on a given play? Well, you know, like you said, we like it was it was it was in that it was 50 50. I mean, obviously, if we're in if we're in our, you know three-point stance it's different than when we're in our gun stance because you know typically we're in our gun stance um we can throw the ball and we can run the ball out of the gun too um but you know in those sense i mean i just go i mean i'm not doing anything different i'm just doing you know i you get you got to go back to your fundamentals um you know we we do those stuff and practice all the time like we practice you know passing the ball all the time we practice pass protection um all the time so we work on those fundamentals um, and those fundamentals will cover you up. Um, so in those moments, you don't want, I don't want to overthink, you know, Hey, is he, I think that can get me into trouble if I think, Oh man, he's probably going to think pass rush here. So I got to do this and that. So sometimes you can get yourself in trouble if you're trying to overthink things. Um, but you can just go back to your fundamentals. And I think that's, that's the easiest way to, you know, be confident is just, Hey, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to do, I'm just gonna be fundamentally sound. I'm going to execute this play. And then move on to the next. So in that moment, I really wasn't thinking about um, really wasn't thinking about that. I was really thinking about just, hey, let's go down and let's go score and let's go win this football game. Absolutely. What all was being said in the huddle prior to that march? Honestly, we didn't really say much. I'm pretty sure we were pretty confident that we were going to score. I mean, um, we're I mean, we're we're definitely confident in ourselves. I mean, we're we're. We're, we're a good bunch uh, of, of players. We know what we can do. Um, so we knew that – I, I mean, I, I felt pretty confident we were going to score. Um, so we didn't really say much. We pretty much said, hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's just go score. Let's go. And then we just – you know, we took the field. I was like, okay, let's go. Let's ride. Well, it was another thrilling win for Kennesaw State as the Owls set up for the Big South Championship against Monmouth this Saturday. Jake, what what was the last championship team that you were a part of? Championship team. Um, maybe a flag football team when I was uh, when I was like ten years old. I think that was probably the the last championship team I've been on. High school, my high school football team wasn't, you know any superstars. So I'm trying to think that's a pretty tough question. Um, yeah, I think it was like flag football during the summer one year when we won the championship and I was like nine years old. So yeah, I think that's so the last e- one. Easy to say this would resonate with you with a victory oh, yes. Saturday. Yes. A big time. Well, Jake, we thank you for your time. We'll end it with this. If you'd like to give a shout out to family, friends, teammates, or fans, anyone that you'd like to give a, a special shout out to here. Oh, I'll, I'll go family. Um, I'll shout out my family. Uh, my mom and dad make make trips up here all the time and um, have been really, 
super supportive um, throughout these three years at, at Kennesaw, and they're enjoying every last bit of this, um, just like how I am. Um, so definitely want to shout out them. Like all my family is super supportive and always like trying, like I got people always calling me, uh, family and friends, like how's the year going, keep it up. So definitely shout out to them. They're my biggest supporters. Um, I love them very much. Um, and just, uh, hopefully I can, uh, we can pull one out for them. Well, Jake, thank you so much for the time. I'm looking forward to uh, casting a vote in your tough Tuesday poll. Oh yeah. And best, <laughs> and best of luck Saturday for you and the Owls in the Big South Championship. Appreciate it, Nolan. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Welcome to the Big South Blitz. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one more week of Big South football play. That is right. One more week of Big South play until the Owls leave the conference, go to the ASUN next year. It has been a pleasure for me to bring you these scores and these standings so far this football season. Once again, one more regular season week, and the Owls are hopefully headed straight into the playoffs. So let's look around the Big South for one last time. Now let's start off with Kennesaw State's upcoming opponent, the Monmouth Hawks. They trounce the Robert Morris Colonials 44 to 7. This is no surprise as Robert Morris has struggled throughout the year to string two games consecutively together. Good games, that is. And once again, seven points against a team like Monmouth, unable to get anything going on offense. And Monmouth, they're hitting their peak right now. 44 points against Robert Morris, 45 against North Alabama, 35 against North Carolina A&T, 34 against Campbell the week before that. So this team has been putting up points all season. Robert Morris unable to get anything going. They only score seven points and that coming in the first quarter of play. Then they get shut out the rest of the way. Monmouth really took over in the second quarter. They scored 24 unanswered points, ended up scoring six in the fourth, all unanswered to get the big time win over Robert Morris and some extra momentum heading into Kennesaw State. Looking at the next game in the Big South, Hampton beats Campbell 28-21, to a very close game. The middle of the pack just was never really carved out throughout this season. Hampton was a team that seemed to put some things together. Then they get a big win against Campbell. And who knows, maybe next week they go lay an egg like we've seen a few times. The Pirates and the Fighting Camels, like the rest of the Big South, two teams hard to figure out. Speaking of hard to figure out, look at North Carolina A&T. They win 27-17 over South Carolina State, a team that has been unable to put up points throughout the year. They put up 27 against the South Carolina State team in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Another big-time game in the Big South, and the last one we'll go over, Charleston Southern beats Gardner-Webb 32-24. to And something that's crazy about this game, this went into double overtime, you see a completely different team when they face Kennesaw State. Gardner-Webb put up one of the best fights, if not the best fight, that Kennesaw State has seen so far this year. Didn't play Charleston Southern. But once again, where does this team come from? Charleston Southern went 32-24 to over what looked to be one of the better teams in the Big South, Gardner-Webb. A Boiler Springs upset 
there in North Carolina. And Gardner-Webb certainly not ending the season as though they wanted. And now with only one week left in the regular season, the standings have become clear? Question mark? Hampton in third place at 3-3 three and three, as well as North Carolina A&T, both at 5-5 five and five overall. Then you have Charleston Southern, 3-4. and 2-4, and four, Robert Morris and Campbell, both with that record. North Alabama, 1-4. and four. And Gardner-Webb in last place at 1-5. and five, A team that we thought might be the third best team in the conference. They are the worst, technically, as of right now with a 3-7 overall record. The two teams that gave Kennesaw State the biggest fights this year were North Alabama and Gardner-Webb. And they're both sitting at the bottom of the standings here in the Big South. There is not a single team above 500 outside of Kennesaw State and Monmouth. That just shows that the middle and bottom of the pack here in this conference just ate each other up. No one could really pull ahead and show that they were the third best team. It was Kennesaw State and Monmouth the entire time. I don't think there's any doubt about that going into the last week of the season. That will do it for the Big South Blitz. It's Monmouth week. Time for the Owls to go try and beat the Hawks here for the Big South Conference Championship. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jordan Griffith. Let's get you back to Inside the Nest. Welcome back into Inside the Nest, guys. It's our regular season finale of Fact or Fiction. Here we go. Do we have an update on the scoreboard? Sut's got six, right? Six. Mm-hmm. Nolan, me and you with five, and then Barkley with four. Okay. Jordan, first with Would You Rather, and then I did the question last time, so I know it's not my Fact or Fiction turn. I think Is it's it my turn, possibly. That makes sense since you're in the lead. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give it to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this this is a game about who plays the most. You get the you get the chance for most points, and so it's got to be Sut's turn at this point. Sut so, Sut so could get a point though if we all get it wrong. Ooh, I like. We that. haven't instituted that, that rule this year. I think that that's the hardest way to get a point. Why would you not get a point if everybody gets it wrong? But you can't just like throw the house, that rule like the house the of, You can't throw that rule <laughs> at the end of the regular season. Wow, man. I mean, I thought I thought it was a good one, but all right, it, this has never happened. No, it, it hasn't. Have you been given out fake points that have not been approved by the commission? What do you guys I, think I keep throwing? I'm not, I'm not the guy. official points keeper, so there's no way I can do that. Look, the Big South Commissioner Kyle Kalander is going to be at the game on Saturday. I'm going to bring this up to him, see what he thinks. Yeah, we need someone here because, I mean, I this think, is just getting out of hand. I think he'd appreciate the question. <laughs> Hold up, trophy presentation. Hold up. We have a dire question to ask first, Commission. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Would you rather, Jordan, hit us. All right. Would you rather have to move cities every year and never be able to return to those cities or never be able to leave the city you were born in? Number one. Number one. I like traveling. Yeah, number one. I, I, I move cities all the time. I was born in Pearl, Mississippi. You know what's in Pearl, Mississippi? Not a lot. So the M Braves. A, the Mississippi Braves are in Pearl. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd die going to Mississippi Braves games. But <laughs> besides that, um, yeah, no, nah, I'd, I'd, I'd visit a lot of cool places before I died if, if I had to move every year. I, I agree with them because I will never go back to LaGrange, Georgia for more than two days. That's it. Just fact of life. Okay, so Nolan, where are you from? I'm from here. Okay, so I was I was a Northside baby. Okay, so I I'm again for like I want to say the fourth straight week. I'm gonna go against you guys because 
I think moving once a year is just too much. I mean, as soon as you get comfortable somewhere, you move another place. Guys, you have to do this for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I know you don't want to go to Mississippi Braves games, Barkley, but moving us every single year for the rest of your life, that's a lot. And listen, I, but I, you didn't say the cities were chosen. Like, we could choose our own cities. So I could move from Kennesaw to Ackworth to Alatoona. Okay. Yeah, you could. That's yeah, no, true. Yeah. Loopholes, yeah. man. Okay. Loopholes. Sure. Okay, you got me there, but I'm sticking with my answer. I'd rather I'll just I'll just go back home. There's no way I could. It, it's not about living back in Kansas, but it's more about I just don't think I can move every single year. Once a year. Imagine when I'm 85. If I live to be that long, there's no way I'm getting up and moving again. Can't do it. Dude, you could. Whenever you're 85, you could move to Rome and go to the Rome Braves games a lot. Yeah, I could. I could. All right, Brandon Sutton. Under the old rules. Please enlighten us with your fact or fiction question. All righty. Under the old rules. Sorry, Bark. My first statement is Abraham Lincoln had no middle name. My second statement. It is legal in Georgia to eat fried chicken with a knife and fork. Ponder on that. It is illegal to eat with a knife wait, and wait. fork? Wait, wait. Illegal or legal? Illegal. I, th- I heard legal. Okay. So you said it is illegal to eat fried chicken with a knife and fork? Yes. So I'm going to say that that one's true because I think I've heard that before. I think that one's true, but is it a certain town? That's what I'm thinking. If he's changed from Georgia to if it's like a certain town that you're not allowed to. I think I think it. I think that is a weird thing where it's illegal to eat in the state of Georgia. I'm going to say that's true. And Abraham Lincoln had a middle name. Actually, I think Abraham is his middle name. I think he's got – I think that is his middle name. I think he's got a different – something for his first name. That's what I'm going with. Well, uh, go ahead, JG. I'm thinking. Okay, well, here's a, here's my thought. I was going to go with the Abraham Lincoln, but I just saw physically with my own eyes Sutton snap as though, ah, you got me with that one, saying that Abraham was his middle name. So now I have to go with the fried chicken one because that is – I mean that that Evans would hold hold up in court. I got to go with that. What if it was a setup? No, it was a it was a natural reaction. No way. <laughs> no, it was that was all natural. So I'm gonna pull a JG here. I, I gained some points, so I'm gonna go against the grain. Um, I'm gonna say Abraham Lincoln did not have a middle name. One because he was a vampire hunter, so he couldn't have had a middle name, right? So that makes sense. And the fried chicken one, I, I, Nolan, I feel like I've heard that too because you know there's all these like weird facts, but I've never heard of weird state facts. They're usually like weird facts about a city, kind of like you were thinking. So I'm just gonna rationalize my decision to go with Abraham Lincoln did not have a middle name, on top of him being a vampire hunter. So yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. Well, Barclay, you were on the right path, but you fell off. It is illegal in the state of Georgia to eat fried chicken. With a fork and knife. Man. Nolan was on the right track. Abraham was like, was his middle name? And, but it, for some reason, it doesn't list his actual first name anywhere. Everything's just Abraham Lincoln. Hey, don't need a first name, man. Abraham's <laughs> enough. But yeah, that's one of those like old rules to legally eat fried chicken with a fork and knife in the state of Georgia. Now, I, I will give myself kind of a self asterisk because I did base my entire my entire guess off of your reaction, Sut. I was going to go the other way, actually. See, at first, I was I was just doing it to mess with you. And then I was like, wait, maybe he's going to actually go for it. And I did. I bit, and it worked, man. I mean, me and what? Me and only got six now? We're all, we're all tied with you. 
Well, so mm-hmm. here's my next question. We we can't end the season with, with a tie. No, this is continuing in the playoffs. We're, we're okay. rolling. I mean, yeah, but this is like the regular season championship. Like, come on, we gotta gotta make you know, it interesting. Oh, we, here. You know what we may have to do? We may have to relegate Barkley to ask the questions since Barkley got last place and since we're all tied. <laughs> but with an asterisk that Barkley can't ask questions about space. I, I can I can ask non-space questions or golf-related questions. Oh, that now that's tough. Wait, wait, hold up a minute. I just googled what is Abraham Lincoln's middle name. What is expert answer? We might have a little controversy here, folks. Uh-oh. Expert Uh-oh. answers. Abraham Lincoln was named after his paternal grandfather, Captain Abraham Lincoln, but he was not given a middle name. It was actually not unusual unusual in the 19th century to not have a middle name. Indeed, many of Abraham Lincoln's predecessors as president of the United States also did not have a middle name. Well, that's my well, that's what I get for using Wikipedia. Got a little no. controversy here, folks. No, you can't uh, just throw yeah. this in at the end. There's got to be more research. In it. No. I, I concur. I feel like we need to we have to look more into it. I mean, I, I'll, hey, let's, I'll take, take Google. Google. let's take a vote. Let's take a vote. Majority. I just googled Abraham Lincoln's middle name because I was uh, curious. Okay, okay. How, how about this? Let's well, compare actually, sources. Like, you would still be in last, even if you won. No, I'd be tied with uh, Nolan and Jordan. But we have six. You would have had five. No, we'd all tie for last, and you'd win for a regular season. But we're continuing on to the playoffs, and one point difference is nothing. Okay, let's take a vote. Majority wins. Does uh, Brandon's question and the answer stay? Aye. I bet you guys would vote. I, look, Google it. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I'm on the fence. Listen, I'm on the fence here. I, it, it's tough. It, this almost calls for a mistrial, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I'm hearing different evidence from, from two different sources. All right, Sut, you use Wikipedia. Barkley, what was, your, what was your source? I'm, I'm looking at Wikipedia. It says he didn't have a middle name. I okay, just so we have, we have two separate reports from the same source. I think Brandon tried to pull a fast one because I was the only one right, and he didn't want to admit it. You're on expert answers. I'm going to act literal Wikipedia. I can go on Wikipedia, too. Wikipedia. Abraham Lincoln was an American lawyer and statesman who served, yada, yada, 16th president of the United States. Full name, Abraham Samuel. Uh, Samuel Abraham Lincoln. That's not on here. What, what do you know? The podcast is over. Samuel Abraham Lincoln. Honest <laughs> eight. Oh, Uncle that'd be real cute. What an episode this was. We look forward to seeing you this Saturday, Military Appreciation Day and Senior Day, and it's for the Big South title, 1 o'clock kick. Be at the bank if you can't join us. At the bank, you can listen on the KSU Al Zap and watch on ESPN+. Plus. For Jordan Griffith, Barkley Miller, and Brandon Sutton, I'm Nolan Alexander saying go Owls, and let's win the Big South title. Woo-hoo.